Hey, everyone. Hi. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Alice. Hey, Res- now. Greg, what are you doing here? Hey, what do you mean? What I- Allison, where do you, you come from, Greg? I came from the world of childish, and I just want to make sure that your listeners know that you're just as wonderful on the, on the other podcast you do. What if they don't have kids? Don't need them. You don't need them. A lot of our listeners actually tell us they don't have kids. We talk about sex. We talk about all sorts of dirty stuff, but also parenting stuff. Yeah, so. Check out Childish, new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Daniel and I, my husband Daniel and I are sitting in the pod cabin and I'd say we're both <clears throat> a little prickly because we each were just on the receiving end of the full Elliot onslaught. Elliot is our four-year-old, he is in the why asking questions phase I'm oh referring to it as the why asking question phase. I'm not asking why he's in that phase. It's a why clone. Yes. <laughs> and eventually you get to the point where you're like, just because. And then also you might get a little bit of an edge in your voice, but he doesn't even perceive it, which makes me feel weirdly like I feel weird about that. Um, I, feel, I feel like, am I being cruel or impatient? I actually don't think I am. I think you it's are. So hard. I'm just kidding. Well, I actually think I'm pretty good. We're both pretty good. Um, but there's so so often when you're just like, just shut, stop, just stop. You know, <laughs> it, I catch myself because I realize it's good. It means he's, you know, you want your kid to be curious. Yes. You want him to be. I mean, he's trying to learn as much as he can and he doesn't know you know what things have answers and what excuse me what things don't have answers what happened this morning with kabuki theater can you explain oh this? my fucking god <laughs> <clears throat> uh i got up to go to the bathroom and at it as per use this is a real problem that's been happening in our marriage and our life uh you were like well elliot had come in i think and i was Right, I let Wendy. I forget. Whatever. Uh, Elliot was with me, and I was going to go to the bathroom. And as I was headed to the bathroom, you announced that you had to go to the bathroom, which, of course, as everybody knows, means that you go to the bathroom first. <laughs> and so, in my defense, it's fine. No, no, no. It, it's you don't need okay. to defend it. it okay. It's actually totally fine. It, it's it's. Uh, I have. You don't have it's to. It's that time no, of no, the you month. Don't ha- it's, so it's, I've it's got fine. accoutrements it's fine. It's fine. It's, that no, live no in that bathroom. <laughs> I'm not mm. as portable as you. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. It, it's, it, But Elliot had already announced, because what he likes to do is he likes to shut the door to the bathroom when I go to the bathroom and then shut the door to the bedroom. So he's a real doorman. He had already announced that he wanted to do this for me, 
And then you announced, then you said you needed to use it. And I said, we'll just do a little kabuki theater. <laughs> but because I, you know, you get in the habit of saying things you know the kid won't understand, except he's just entered this phase now where he will yeah. ask you about and it. And what you meant by that was you're going to go into the bathroom, pretend you're he leaves, going to use it, let him in. shut the door, and then trade places with me. Correct. But- and, uh, <laughs> And he was like, what's Kabuki theater? And I said, oh, it's a thing. <laughs> Sometimes you get <laughs> So then you had to lie. <laughs> well, then I was just like, oh, it's just a thing that happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing you do. It's a thing you do. Why is it just a thing you do? Why is it just a thing you do? And then so he goes, I'm like, well, uh, you know, okay. I shut the door at this point. And so he goes out and starts asking grandma. <laughs> Who has no idea about any of <laughs> she, this? I don't even think she knows what Kabuki theater is. She's just looking. No, well, the no. real definition or the one you gave. Well, she's looking at him from the kitchen, and he's like, "Grandma, what?" The, the, he didn't know the word yeah. either, so he just it's such job garbledy cook, and she's like, "What? <laughs> and what's gababadiba? You know, theater." And she's like, "I don't." And he's like, "The thing you do," and, she, and she's just like. <laughs> No fucking idea. He gets very frustrated if you don't understand what he's saying. Which I, you know, I get it. It's frustrating when people don't understand you. Like, I understand that. So, but he starts melting down. And so I had to come out and uh, and tell him, I said, Grandma, it's Kabuki Theater. She's like, what's that? <laughs> I don't know. It was a real, uh, it's a good time. Does everyone know what Kabuki Theater means in this sense? Is that even a real thing? I don't even know phrase? it colloquially. I, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I actually understand what the real thing is. I'll but you just look it up after the show. Know it from your time in a kabu- touring kabuki company. That's true. Yeah, I, I was in a kabuki company, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> what was your big show? The Mitten. You know, I was just on the end. I was on a plate that was being spun on a, the end of a pole. I was very little. <laughs> Daniel, you're saying you said garbledygook. Mm-hmm. Which should be, it's not the word, but it should be the word. Mm-hmm. But that reminded me of that Sesame Street song where it sounds like they go, J, Jarl Jam. Oh, yeah. It's the Sesame Street alphabet. And, and so it's like A is for Abby, B is for Bert, C is for Cook. I forget how it goes after that. Uh, H is for Happy, I is for uh, J, Jarl Jam. <laughs> A J Jarl Jim is what it sounds like. Yeah, and it's actually Jar of Jam, but I swear to God, it's it Jarl Jim. It does not Jim. sound like Jar of Jam. It's Jarl Jim. J Jarl Jim. <laughs> that is not Jar of Jam. It's Jarl Jim. That was Jarl Jim. And you'll never. J Jarl Jim. Here, Shut up. Here, replay. I is for insect. J Jarl Jim. He even laughs, as if to say, I know this is Jarl Jim. I think what he's saying is Jarl Jim. He's like Jarl Jim. He's not pronouncing the F, so that's why it's weird. Like Jarl apostrophe Jam. Yeah. Jarl Jim. Got it. Got it. So anyway, Daniel, how are you doing other than all that? Well, I mean, it's, it's... I'm on edge. I got to tell you, I'm on edge. Yeah, I, I feel that. I think I was fine. Uh, be, but the whole, just trying to sit down and record was, it just felt impossible. We had the guy in here. We were going to do a little opening with him and it was going to be cute. But it's just like, and he is, folks, he's cute. 
but it's I mean to us anyway. Uh, he's, no, he. I think he's I mean, teaching I everyone. Know. I don't. Know. You don't want it. You got to ride that line because. <laughs> You don't want to be those people who are forcing your cute kid down everyone well, else's throat. But also, I mean, okay, he, of course, I believe that everything he does is super cute, but nobody else's four-year-old is cute to me. <laughs> really. I, don't I mean, that's, that's an exaggeration. There's a couple people we know who's cute, legitimately cute, but for the most part, like 95% of other four-year-olds are just like, eh, okay, you go, okay. but to them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I can't assume that he's... But whatever. But it's just like... It's relentless. It's relentless. Why this? Why that? Why this? Why that? And it's just... It uh, it puts me in a state of insanity. It, it's also like it pours molasses onto everything. Yeah. Oh, you can't have a conversation. You can't move or you, you can't get anywhere. I mean... Anywhere you're trying to go. He's constantly interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> We're complaining about a four-year-old. <laughs> but it's just like... It's, it's, it's crazy making... We're like, complaining about a four-year-old, Daniel. <laughs> Where else am I going to complain about it? All right, I except to the world <laughs> on a podcast. We, uh, we sound ridiculous, but like I'm, you know, trying to have a conversation with you or my mom, and it's just like you get two words out. Oh, speaking of another, <laughs> Wendy has entered the chat. So anyway, I thought it'd be fun to let Elliot sit in at the very beginning of the show because I recently recorded a Patreon with him. A Patreon episode where he was at the beginning of it and I thought that it was going to be it might not be to everyone's taste but people roundly really loved it and found it to be very sweet and cute and entertaining unless they're lying to me so I thought you know what let's just do like a minute with him at the top mm-hmm. um, but then we have decided to we decided to once we got him back in the house we started over because we thought we can't do that to you guys, even though a good portion of you would think it's cute. But there are some, I think, who might just be like, this is uh, it's a little much. So, Yeah, I just felt like it scrambled my brain. So I'm still trying to get back on track. Um, but why is Wendy in here? She doesn't know how to sit there quietly while we have she a podcast. Has in the past. No, she doesn't. She begins loudly eating her vagina and trying to no, dig a won't. hole in the carpet. She won't. Well, I mean, she might. <laughs> Should we share the sad? It's okay. But we received some Wendy news, which is making me personally sad. Um, I think Daniel a little bit, although he seems to be processing it better. Um, and uh, I have to tell you guys, though, everything is okay. So if you felt like, oh, when you heard that, don't you worry. Here's the deal. She's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. They get mitral valve disease it's very very common in the breed um we've known that she had a heart murmur a while ago but it was just like in, in its very early stages um and we have been a little bit overdue for getting another echocardiogram to see because they're very expensive um to see how it's progressed and so we just took her in and unfortunately, it has progressed. I think I had this fantasy. I had the, I had a few fantasies. I had this fantasy that one, she wouldn't develop this thing that they all develop. Um, and number two, that well, maybe she'll develop it, but it'll stay really minor. She's she's doing the vagina eating. Yeah, but they can't hear it. Do you guys hear this? No, it's more like this. <laughs> yeah, you can get it right. It's- <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh 
so it has progressed and her heart is a little bit enlarged and they say it is time to put her on heart medication. And it used to be that they only recommended heart medication when they were actually in congestive heart failure. And I thought if you're in heart failure, well, you're basically like you got a few days left because that means your heart's not working. But that's not how it is. Apparently, you can like live for I a stretch of time. I think the word failure is, throws you off because when I think failure, that means yeah. not working. Right. And what they... And so that's not what's happening. Her heart, when it's in quote failure, isn't not working. It's just not working well, working the right way, yeah, or as optimally or whatever. So, long story short, at this point, she has about two years until she's in heart failure. However, with these drugs that we're going to start her on, it gives her about three point three years. So then, then she'll be in heart failure, and then at that point, there's different drugs, I think, or maybe it's the same, I don't know, that there's drugs that can give them about a year to a year and a half more. So it's as if we've looked into a crystal ball, and we now know that basically she's got about four and a half years left. Mm-hmm. Um, it could go faster, but pretty much this is how it goes. And Given that she's a cavalier and that they have like a pretty specific lifespan, I never really thought she was going to – I've always felt like – when, when we first got her, I had this fantasy that she – because she has some people – the the she has some like – not maybe not people in her family or I don't know that have made people. She has people in her family, <laughs> dogs in her family that have made it to like 15 or 16, which is kind of unheard of. And I really – I was in such grief and I wanted to believe so bad that I was like, maybe there's a chance. But aside from that, um, I have always felt like I just hope she makes it to like 10 or 11, 10, 11 or 12. That's what they usually make it to. And I hope she gets that far. That's what I expect. And so now we haven't found anything that alters that timeline. We haven't found out anything. We've just been, it's just been confirmed. And the vet that I was talking to, who was really nice, the, cardiologist she's like she will make it into the double digits so this is all very it's slow moving um so i don't know why i still feel as if i received bad news i think it's just the confirmation of like oh this is happening this bad thing is happening um and being given like okay it's this many years and then for that many years to to be like oh so doesn't feel like that that long. It does and it doesn't because when I think four years, well, that goes, that's back to before we had Elliot. Um, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel like that long to me. To me, that feels like a long, to me, before we had Owen feels yeah, like a long time. Yeah, but to me, it doesn't. Well, I know, but this is, to me, is yeah, your new but best to friend. Me is what I'm saying. Well, this is how we do it. I share my thoughts and then you share yours mm, and then I cut you that, off. Though, so anyway, it's really, I think it's bringing up old dog trauma. Trauma um, about old dogs? No, we've never had. Old dog trauma. Yeah. I've never got to experience old dog trauma. I've only had young dog trauma. But anyway, you know, I was very devastated when we first, when we found out she had a heart murmur. Um, and I was looking at some of the worst case scenarios then, and that was very upsetting. And then I really was able to put it out of my head. And I think that's sort of how this will be. Like, we just got to digest this new info. Uh, and then I'll be able to put it out of my head because she's doing, she doesn't have any symptoms yet. And also just to pat ourselves on the back, she is just under 19 pounds, which is 
Her ideal weight, I guess. They said she ha- she is in ideal body condition. As someone with body issues myself, I've never been in ideal body condition. So kudos, Wendy, on your diet. She was like 27 or 28 pounds when we started her on this diet, you know, two years ago. Good job. Yeah. And also, thank you, Laura London, for being so harsh and abrasive and aggressive and telling me that we need to put her on a diet because it really got through to me. And I think that it, I think once the heart situation becomes... Uh, bad, which is sort of where it is now, or exacerbated, you really don't want extra weight on your dog because that puts more strain on it, I think. I don't know. So anyway, that's where that is. So I'm a little bit, um, it feels like a a, a little bit of a morose feeling, but, you know, I'm going to snap out of it. Yeah, I mean, it's always... uh... Uh, it's just sad to realize that we're mortal. <laughs> we dogs, or they? Well, all of us. But yeah. like, you know, when you have dogs or cats, it's just like this. What is it? Uh, who is it? George Carlin said it's, uh, you buy a, a dog and it's this countdown to misery. <laughs> Maybe that was Louis CK. I don't think it was, it was Carlin. Maybe it, it might've been, it might've been Louis. Yeah. Uh, but it is, it's countdown to misery. It's just, you're, you're buying a lot of love and a lot of greatness, the great things that come with it, but you also buy that heartbreak uh, at the end. So, my dad, I was talking to my dad once after one of his dogs passed away, and he was just like, and he's had a lot of dogs. He's like, I can't do it anymore. Oh, was <laughs> like, that Paloma or Nugget? No, that was, no, it was uh, Olivia's dog. Uh, I forget the name. M- Marvin. Marvin. <laughs> Uh, when he goes, he's like, I can't, take it. I can't do it. I get yeah. it. I get it. It's hard. I don't well, know. that that pet loss support group we went to, I think we were the only ones in that group who already had a new pet. A lot of people, maybe that's the thing that happens when they die old. Um, a lot of people have this feeling of like, I can't, I can't do it. A lot, just but, yet. well, yeah, but a lot of people also will overlap. get a new one right away. Yeah, or or they'll plan ahead. All right. So, should we listen to a voicemail? Yeah. I say let's do it. Hi, Allison. Hi, Daniel. This is Nick from San Jose, currently in Ukiah, California. Uh, I drove up here to visit a friend uh, for the first time in uh, since the, uh, the lockdown started, because we're both all vaxxed, and uh, that's great. Uh, but uh, she's not home. Uh, <laughs> no. I got here, I knocked on the door, and uh, there was no response. So I went to uh, an In-N-Out, and uh, I'm going to go home. Uh, yeah, otherwise, great day. <laughs> Pleasant drive. So, yeah, have fun. All right. Anyway, this is Nick from San Jose. Bye. Nick from San Jose, thank you for doing the name sandwich. You know Daniel loves that, <laughs> yeah. uh, letting us know who it is at the end. Um, I have a question, which is, did she know you were visiting her, or was it a surprise visit? But that's the risk if you don't announce it. But I think it sounds like he did announce it. He didn't say it was a surprise visit. Yeah, if he did tell his friend, she did he say it was yeah, she, she. Uh, that he was coming, uh, then uh, what's up with that? What is up with that? Although I, we do have to give her grace. I feel like that's the new word. I don't feel like we have grace. To well, give. if we had, are we? Oh, do we not have any? We're out of our last grace to give. Mm-hmm. I did. Do, do, 
we we bundled it with the all the fucks that we're out of. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Grace is, is for a while now has been the buzz, buzzword for um for for what we are extending to people who do shit like this. Uh, it's new for all of us to have plans again. So maybe she, you know, got confused on her calendar or something. Listen, someone else has called. Let's listen. Allison, this is Jesse in Louisiana. What's up, best friend? I'm here at the gym, but it's turned into a daycare ever since school let out. Screw, kid. (laughs) Love you, best friend. Bye. I used to go to, my dad used to take me to the gym with him and they would have like a little daycare room, Mm -hmm. you know, while he would go play racquetball, which is such a like 80s thing to do. like To play racquetball? Yeah, my dad and my stepmom would would play racquetball all the time. But I I would, it's just like a room with some toys, you know, it's basically just like a a locker room for the kids. Uh, And uh, not... You know, whatever. Kind of boring. Like what? Did they wear um, wrist? What are those things called? Wrist guards? Not wrist guards, but like wristbands yeah. and headbands sure. in the full 80s. I so. did well, they, I never like, really saw did them they do play. Deals? I never got to like... The gym was a really exotic place to go as yeah. a kid. You know? Like lots of... All the different rooms. Just the fact that there was like a room you go into before you go into the room. <laughs> you know, like... The locker room? Yeah. You go through the locker room and then the locker room... Just felt very exotic mm-hmm. and, and weird, you know. With all just, those penises. Well, yeah, it's just like this place where uh, people just are walking around. Na- but, but also, there in his locker room, they had like a cold plunge oh. and a hot tub. You know, was this like an Equinox? Well, I mean, you know, this, I think it was called Tucson Racket Club. Okay, this would have been back in you know eighty six. Yeah, <laughs> the height of racquetball. Oh yeah. He might, stepmom apparently like won a trophy for racquetball. She, they were into it. <laughs> uh, what know. kind of trophy? Was there like a tournament? Yeah, it was like oh a, my God. a club-wide tournament, and she won it. She was won a trophy. The, was the logo for Tucson Racket Club two rackets making a little X? No. Well, maybe. I think it was just a person oh. you know, w- with the racket extended. Got it. You know, high waiting to clobber yeah. the hell out of that ball. Um, but the cold, I was always just fascinated by these little swimming pools that were in the locker room. Like it's a bathroom that has its own swimming pools, but they are very, uh, uncomfortable pools because it's ice cold and I don't know. It's still there. Tucson Racket Club, tennis and fitness Yeah. over the past. Okay. Let's see. I'm sure it's a lot different now. I mean, that was Tucson Racket and Fitness Club and, um, it's just taking too long to pull anything up, so I don't care so like about it anymore. 35 years ago, I guess. Yeah. Right? It was said over the past 30 years, and then I didn't see what, what else it said. Great, great content. Daniel, Ooh. how do you even, how does, what is the point of racquetball? Because in the movies, which is the only place I've ever it's, seen it, it's just two people po- hitting a ball right. against a wall, and mm-hmm. it goes. The point of racquetball, the point of racquetball is to complain about a situation with another dude <laughs> friend of yours. All right. That's it. That's the the name of the game. Uh it's But how do you What do you mean get what's the point? point? Like what's the what's the objective? Point? How does the how does Same how way the game with play? tennis where the other person can't get to the ball. But you have to like it's a little well I don't know if it's fast. But you're both on the same side. 
Yeah, well, instead of being on opposite sides, you have a wall bouncing it back. I you. see. So you're so you're trying to bounce it against the wall in a way that it comes out and they can't grab it. Yeah, you're in a you're it. in a cube. Yeah, and so it can bounce off the walls. Oh, and so any that, walls? Sure. The ceiling, even. Yeah, well, I mean, the ceiling's pretty high, so I don't think it's going to bounce off the ceiling. Well, then I guess it's not a cube. No, it's a cube. You just it's this. No, you're right. It's not a cube. What do you call a a, a rectangular cube? <laughs> What's a three dimensional rectangle? It's like a racquetball court. I mean, I'm sure there's a word for it, right? A box. It's a box. I guess. I don't know. I get what you're saying, though, and I hope someday we can play this. I feel like you have to sweat a lot, though. Is it? Jesus Christ, of course. It's exercise. <laughs> what, you, what, kind of, what kind of sport do you like where you don't sweat? I, I like to ride the Golf? bike. <laughs> Right. Yes, when you riding the bike, it's not breaking a sweat. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, it seems that the amount that people sweat during racquetball in the movies is more than any yeah, other it's activity. Good exercise. Listen, Daniel. People do it for exercise. That's why they do it. They want to sweat. I'm just saying. It seems like boy, do they sweat. It's almost like hot yoga or something. You know what? It gets hot in those boxes. It's interesting that Keith Raniere is so into volleyball because he puts off a real racquetball vibe. Also, he seems short. Didn't he seem short? He seemed like I think a short guy. He is guy. short. Yeah. Why? Maybe why? that's why he's into volleyball because he knows that it's like not a sport for short guys. Oh, maybe he's overcompensating. No, I have no idea. It, it was weird. Yeah. It was. It look volleyball is a lot of fun. But it just is an odd choice. I'm just saying he puts out sweaty racquetball vibes more than he does sweaty volleyball vibes. I guarantee you that guy was into racquetball yeah. at a certain point. Yeah. I, th- I think you're spot on. Daniel. Yes, my love. Have you noticed how good my skin looks lately? Actually, I did notice. And it looks really, uh, you look really good. Your, your freckles are lighter, I've noticed. It's not the freckles; it's the dark spots. Well, you call them. You're, I you're call calling them freckles, them freckles. but yeah. the, what is it? Sun damage. That's right. That's what it is. Um, and then also, I would say my fine lines are lessened to a degree. Um, and uh, here's the thing, uh, though, about that question. And mm-hmm. this is not. This is no longer part of the read. This is just something I'm saying to you. Mm. In saying yes, you're acknowledging that you noticed that it wasn't up to snuff before. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> you. <laughs> what? You've walked right in on that. Listen, Daniel. I think you actually know why it's looking so good lately. Um, it is because I am using prescription skincare treatments from Apostrophe. Uh, they basically provide over the no, not over the set. What am I saying? Tony, take that out. I'm sorry. This is I'm so. This is such a mess. Did you know, Daniel? Most home remedies and over-the-counter acne products don't work, and even worse, they can really damage your skin. I had tried back in my acne days. I tried so many different things, um, but you know what does actually work? Prescription treatments, and that's why we're excited to partner with Apostrophe the sponsor of this episode. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company 
that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear acne. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. So I have been wanting to try Retin-A for a while. Did you ever try Retin-A back in the day? No. It's one of the many things they prescribe for acne. Um, I didn't have acne, so... Yeah. I, I did a little bit. I never did Retin-A, though, but I had heard now as an older lady, that mm-hmm. makes me sound older than I am, but, you know, as an adult, uh, Retin-A, I'd heard that it, it's like this miracle cure-all cream kind of for all sorts of things that affect our skin as we age. So I was very curious about it. Uh, and so I was very, very excited to try it through apostrophe because it's so easy. You just go online, fill out a questionnaire, take some picture, uh, a forward-facing picture, and then t- one of the right side of your face, one of the left side of your face, submit it. And then very quickly, they write you back saying that a doctor has reviewed this and has come up with a treatment plan. They prescribed me... Wow. Uh, tretinoin, which is ret- uh, generic Retin-A, and then a skin bleaching cream. And I have been using those since Christmas, and it is really making a difference. What? You've been using them to, to keep yourself from having to go outside and do anything outside. That's what you've been using them for. Okay, this honest. is true. I will say to Daniel, hey, Daniel, could you grab something outside because I don't have sunscreen on yet and, you know, I'm using these creams on my face and it's You're not like, supposed. I'm not supposed to get any sunlight on my face because of the Retin-A. Do this series of chores outside, please. It's okay if I have some protection on, yeah. but when I don't yet have some protection on, then they also send you... Soon they'll invent one that keeps you from being able to do anything inside too uh, well they already you already have that <laughs> it's your hands that's right honey so anyway uh and i just had a consult and i requested a, a, a bit a stronger strength stronger concentration she prescribed it, it we're st- these are still pretty weak concentrations um because i you know i i don't need i don't need the full Actually, I don't know. Maybe I'm working my way up to it. They start you on a lower concentration than as you, you sort of go into the higher ones. I'm just saying it's super easy. And someone told me I've never looked younger. I look 12, you guys. We have a special deal for our audience. Save $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash best friend when you use our code best friend. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash best friend and click begin visit. Then use our code best friend at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe, A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash best friend and use that code best friend to get your dermatology visit and save $15 and we thank apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast okay we're back listen Daniel mm-hmm. uh, let's listen to another message okay hi Allison it's Amy um, long time listener since like 2013 I want to say um, so Lately, I've been feeling pretty optimistic um, with COVID and stuff. I'm ready to go and mingle. We have a birthday party for my kids this weekend. I'm like so happy it won't be like such a looming thing. Um, And um, just right now, just trying to buy a house in this market is a little bit crazy. We've made two offers on houses offering 50k over asking and we have not gotten an offer received um accepted yet but other than that feeling good 
Love your show. Thanks for everything you do. Bye. Oh boy. Yes, I've heard this housing market is insane. It's enough to make us almost want to buy a house, except then we'll, I mean, not buy a house, sell, sell our house, except then where would we live? Right. But like, except for that, it would well, be a you, good time to sell. If you thought that the market would collapse, if, then you could sell now and then go rent for a while. Mm-hmm. And then when it drops, buy again, I guess. That would be a risk, though. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that the, at least in LA, I don't know if the housing market's going to collapse. The commercial real estate is going to collapse, but not. I'm wondering if rent is real high too, if it's too damn high. Yeah, I think it is too damn high. Everything's too damn high. That's why you have so many homeless people out there. LA has no affordable housing. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, Yeah, it's really gotten terrible. Something's got to be done about that. Uh, I think you're, they, I think unhoused is what you're supposed to say. Unhoused, mm-hmm. but why is homeless more of more like? I had a conversation about this recently. Than unhoused. I had a conversation about this recently with Greg Heller. Now uh, this is homeless just, seems pretty inoffensive to me. This is just my guess, so I could be wrong. I don't know that the word itself. It's the association with the word. Right. I think it's just like, let's shake loose this word that uh, has this stigma. Okay. So Because unhoused. I think the idea is homeless is an identity. Unhoused suggests that they have, a state. Like, that like they would have a house if they could. They've been unhoused. Like it's something that's happened to them. It, it implies that it's something. Con- it's, it's conditional. Yeah. But it also Im- implies that something needs to be fixed. Like people should not be. It's like it implies that it's been done against their will, which is the case. Unhoused. Oh, interesting. They've I been on you. You are yeah. unhoused. You didn't. You've been dehomified. You didn't lose your house or something, it's right? Like you. It's something that happened, and I guess if you know if you've lost your job and you know there's no affordable housing. I like what they did in Austin. They the city like bought a bunch of hotels and just. My sense is that it's more like unhoused is this is just this a temporary state you're in right now. It doesn't define you. Yeah, but I think actually if you were to drill down on the actual words, homeless could mean could also be described as a temporary there's state. An, there's but an it's association. yeah, there's it's like there's nothing baggage. inherently offensive about hobo. <laughs> it's just that you don't want to use the word hobo because there's you know, it impl- you think, oh, they've obviously got a knapsack and they're scrawling symbols on people's fence posts. I didn't used to think the symbols thing until I found out about Hobo Code on this very show. Hobo Code's a real thing. Yeah, it's you. a real... I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying when I thought hobo, I thought soot on their face, stick and a knapsack. Shoe soup. <laughs> and like, you know, um, stow away on a train and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't think Hobo Code until yeah. the Mad Men episode, which then led me to discover it's a real thing. Yep. Yep. Did you always think Hobo Code? Oh, oh, oh. I and always, then also, I always think Hobo Code. Only because all of you guys so, so um, strongly made me think this. I didn't used to, but also the idea of stealing a pie out of a windowsill. But to me, the reason, yeah. the problem with a pie in a windowsill is birds pecking at it. Well, birds are a problem, but also hobos. I never thought hobos. Yeah. If you-, you know who I'm picturing, actually? I'm picturing the Hamburglar from McDonald's. Does he wear like the... 
Who's the one who looks like the Lone Ranger? The That's eye a hamburglar. Mask. Yeah. I'm picturing the hamburglar. That's getting crossed in my head with hobo. They both start with H. That's weird. You did you to do with each other. Did some did did you catch shit for using the term hobo on the show? Because you you have used it before. Oh, probably. I'm I mean are there even any hobos now to take offense to be like it's a I feel like it's a a relic of the past. When I think hobo, I don't think of anything that exists today. I think of what something is, that, that existed during the Great Depression or something. Well, you know that song Hobo's Lullaby that I want played at my funeral, even mm. though should the p- song you have played at your funeral be related to you somehow or should it just be a song you like? Mm. Who cares? I'll be dead. Go ahead. I know, but you're going to be dead at my funeral? Mm-hmm. You're going to Rude. I mean, I probably will, yeah. But my di- my part of my dying wish is to is assuming you're still alive when I die for them to exhume my body and present it at your funeral <laughs> so, in the in the front row. But sit, I'm not going to sit my moldering corpse in the front row at your funeral. So are you just trying to upstage? You can't say no to a dying wish. Are you trying to upstage me, yes. or are you trying? You're trying to upstage me. No, so I just that- want to be there. I want to be there, honey, and to pay my respects. <laughs> Because I feel like what you're doing. Okay. So, you know, my younger sister growing up was like the cutest child in the She's entire. She's still your younger sister. But yeah, I know. But this. She was also your younger sister when you were growing up. Right. Just the cutest child in the whole world. This is going to sound like a Nikki Glazer bit. And I just want everyone to know I'm older than Nikki. And I've been telling this story for way longer. Um so accusing her of ripping off. No, 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 no I'm not. I just don't want people to know that I'm not ripping her off. Okay. It, we bonded. We, I think we bonded over having the world's cutest sisters ages ago. But so anyway, they just comment on my sister and then they'd see like, Oh my God. And then see me and be like, Oh, and you're cute too. And I was like fat and had crooked teeth at this point, And I was just you're not cute, cute in your way. <laughs> It was like worse than if they hadn't said anything. Um, so anyway, I feel like if we sit your decomposing body, prop it up in the front row of my funeral, what we're going to get is like, we are gathered here today to pay respects to the dearly departed and also that dearly departed. Yep. You know, That's and like. Don't forget about this. We one. remember her as she always, uh, and he so wait, did you too. Think, though, if that happened, yeah. people would notice. I just don't think anyone would care because everyone's going to be that old at that yeah, point. Yeah, everyone will be. Yeah, exactly. Everyone will be that old at that point <laughs> uh, in the audience. No, but it's just like they're not going to. They'll be in their own head, is what I'm saying. Everyone's up in their own head all the time. They'll be on Instagram doing reels and stuff. Oh, but this will be in the future, so whatever. They'll be doing live virtual TikTok, you know, augmented reality, whatever. You know what I'm saying? They won't even know I'm there. I don't think you're right. Uh, It's really not my decision. But if it were, I would say, no, Daniel stays in the ground. There shall be no... Oh, get this, honey. What? My dying wish is that you're not exhumed and brought to my oh, funeral. No. How does that get... Re- does that get resolved in the uh, de- the dead's wishes court? <laughs> Do we, we're going to need a deceased lawyer. Two like of them. Like a special macabre uh, court where they resolve conflicting 
final dying wishes. wishes yeah boy i'm not de- by the way i do not subscribe to this idea that all persons final wishes need to be honored in all cases like i think that um, oh, oh but interesting you don't because i feel like you just really put a lot of pressure on whoever's handling my funeral well you know they, Which is going to be our kid. To, it's going to be Mr. Y. But why? Why do I have to exhume? What does exhume mean? How did they do it? Right. Why do they bury you? They're going to have to enter this audio into the um, record for the when they're trying to figure this out. Not my problem. I'll be dead. So, But here's the thing. Uh, they're dead. You don't get to like... If, if it's something that, it, that doesn't really hurt anything, you can do it fine. But... If someone's final wishes are going to like severely inconvenience people and is, you know, not it, it's like you don't you don't get to like manipulate people beyond the grave. That's a question I have for for you guys. Have you ever been severely inconvenienced by someone's dying wish? Let us know. You can contact us, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F, on Twitter or A-R-I-Y-M-B-F show at gmail.com. Oh, obviously, you could call in 323-553-2331. So, listen, we have a DCB segment, which I'm eager to hear. I also put together... I thought it was DKB. It is, DKB. Um, I also put together a little quiz, Daniel, for a different show. <laughs> How exciting for the other show. Yeah, well, it was, it was an episode of this show, but we didn't get to it. But I thought, you know what? I could give it to you. That yeah. would be fun. Sure. Let me just take a moment first to talk about Patreon. Patreon. Love Patreon. Patreon's the best. Patreon.com slash... I feel like... Pa- Allison Rosen. Yes. So I'm sure they didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> folks, if you're not on Patreon, what are you doing with your life? It's fun. I I subscribe to so many different things and you get like this like cool access to people and it just feels like you're in uh I don't know, like the VIP room. That's right. You could be in the the VIPist of the rooms. Actually, that's not true. It's not the VIPist, but it's definitely a VIP room on my Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash like Rosen. We Hang love all on. our listeners, but we love our Patreon listeners a little bit more. No, that's a not true. Bit. Um, a little bit. A no, little bit. that's well, not true. We love all of them I, the same, s- but we appreciate yeah. the support from the patrons. And also, Daniel. All right, I'm speaking for myself. Okay, you can. I love them all the same, regardless of whether they bone up for Patreon or not. But it's just, it's fun. If you can't afford it, then in that case, I love you just as much. But if you can't afford it and you're just holding out. Oh, yeah. What, what are you doing? What the hell, man? Or bonus woman? weekly or they. bonus episodes, Zoom parties, access to the videos, um, and if you're at the confidant and above level, and yes, they all have cutesy friendshipy names. If you're at the confidant and above level, you can text me and I'll text you back. And uh, recently I shared some gossip about someone and I wouldn't name this person, but I said, if you text me, if you're at the technical, you text me, I'll oh, tell yeah. you who it Hot is. Goss. Almost everyone wanted to know. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> this quiz. I thought it okay. might be fun. Yeah. Right. Um, I thought it might be fun to do this news quiz. Now, Daniel, Ooh, quiz. guess what? It's not multiple choice. It's just fill in the blank. It's the news with, with Allison. Allison. Allison Rosen, Rosen is your new best, best friend. friend. 
Bring Zone news. news. It's the news with Allison. Allison Rosen is your best friend. Bring news. Okay, Daniel. Let's find out. Who paid attention to the news this past week? Oh, this is like, wait, wait, don't tell me. Yes, it is. But this is, what's your version of wait, wait, don't tell me? Um, it's, my version is, hang on, maybe I know that. Ooh, yeah, catchy. This is called Hang On, Maybe I Know That. Right. It's a production of Allison Rosen is your new best friend studios, hosted by Allison Rosen. Financed Our- by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Carnegie... Uh, Carnegie. Fa- Carnegie and... Bobbity boopy to boo Monies of rich people. So our contestants today are Daniel Quantz. Hey, everybody. Great to be here. Oh, is this not? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, listen, Daniel. I've never listened to this show. There was an article in Newsweek this week Mm -hmm. um, about a girl who was vacationing. She posted this on TikTok. She was vacationing in Maryland and someone tried to open her hotel room door from the outside using a scary like wire device and she was able to keep him out using this one phrase this one phrase saved her what was the phrase um the phrase was uh i'm in here watching star wars Explain how that. Well, maybe that. he she assumed that the guy wasn't into Star Wars. I don't know. I'm sorry, that's wrong. Uh, what it was is she she was alone. By the way, I got Star Wars on the mind. Yeah, me too. Okay, but go she was alone, but she yelled, "Hey!" So so she was talking to the guy through the door, and he said he was here to fix the door, but she knew he wasn't because he was like in flip flops and not wearing Hilton attire, and she yelled, "Hey, Dad! There's someone here to fix the door." Making it seem like she wasn't alone. That's smart. That's like the thing if you're a, a single gal, um, you know, you and you have put, a house. Put big shoes in the front. Big, like, dirty shoes out yeah. in the front. Put some kind of ginormous galoshes out there. Mm-hmm. And a Jarled Jim. Yeah, Jarled Jim. Okay. Number two. Someone should sell those, like. Jarled Jims? <laughs> no, big <laughs> giant men's shoes. Yeah. I mean, a pair of maybe like Nordstrom or something. I, I suppose you could just go to like Goodwill or something. But you could really go anywhere that sells shoes, honey. No, but you want them broken in is the point. I see. You don't want like a brand new white pair of shoes. <laughs> that would be a little obvious. I don't know. You, you've got to. You, you really think that someone who's coming to do you, nefarious things is going to be like, these wh- shoes are brand new. This is bullshit. No, you have to. You have to think about why the shoes are outside. Because they have been pummeling bad guys? No, because they're wet or they've got uh, mud or something on them. So you have to have them be that way. You can't just have any old pair of shoes out there. Then it's going to be almost a tell. I just disagree that the, the, the bad guy is doing as much you know, deductive reasoning. But I could be wrong. Okay, number two. Real simple magazine ran an article with the headline six habits that are secretly making us irritable 
I'm going to tell you five and you try to guess the okay. one that I'm leaving out. Habits that are making us irritable, okay? Yeah, secretly making us irritable. Mm-hmm. Irritable. One, snacking on the wrong food. Two, drinking too close to bedtime. Well, three is the one I'm not reading. So four, not enough exercise. Mm-hmm. Five, skipping lunch. Six, forgetting to give yourself love. And they're not talking about a hand job that you give yourself. They're talking about self-care. Mm-hmm. So what What did they leave out? What's a, a habit that is secretly making us irritable? Staying up too late, not getting enough sleep. You know, that is so good. And I don't know why that's not in here, but that's not it. I'm going to give you a point anyway. Secretly making us irritable. Well, social media. Yes. Yeah. Ding, ding. You have a point. Good job. Okay. Now, here's one. I feel like I might have casually discussed this one with you. Okay. Number three. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres recently purchased something that she had previously owned. Oh, I already know the answer to this one. Okay. What is it? It's a a home that she had sold. Yes. And then she rebought it at a really a lot of money. Yeah. She... Own she bought Rancho San Leandro in Montecito. It's next door to Oprah in 2017 for 7.2 million. In 2018, she sold it for 11 million, and she just bought it back for 14.3 million. But she lost, so she lost money. Yeah, this is not the first time weird. she's done this, though. She did this with another house too. What is she doing? It's weird. Like any profit she made in the sale in the first place, she lost buying it back i'm just confused on the buying it back because now it's decorated with the other person's crap well i mean that's not a problem for her i mean I, she's at the point where she's got so much fucking money none of this matters she's just not she's, just she's not thinking of these in, as investments she's just trying to stash her money yeah uh you know because all right know. two more questions who knows okay here's an article from uh I think it's from the Atlantic. Yes, the Atlantic. Okay. With the headline, The body's most embarrassing organ is an evolutionary marvel. And yet we have very little idea where blank come from. What is the organ they're talking about? What most the, embarrassing? Yeah, what is the most embarrassing organ? Organ. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know where they come from. What's apparently, the yeah. Uh, this the the subhead, and yet we have very little idea where blank come from. This is easy. What is it? Knees. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not it. It's not knees. No. Um. Embarrassing organ nipples. Oh, that's so good. No, no, no. Um, I feel like you're missing the obvious one. Eyes. No, it's the anus. That's an organ? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you think it was? I didn't think of it as an, or- an organ, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet we have very little. The body's most embarrassing organ is an evolutionary marvel. And yet we have very little idea where anuses come from. And see, the photo is a, a, real, a, a lovely cat butt. But what do they mean where it comes from? I don't know. I didn't read the article. My, it's not like your organs all like, well, this organ came from uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, <laughs> you know, you get this organ. This one originates from uh, Nigeria. This one is uh, from, you know, it's like. 
I think they mean they don't know how it evolved to be on on your high knee. I don't know. Okay. And lastly, so you have one point, okay. but you're doing great. Um, I mean, technically I have two because you gave me an extra point. Oh, yeah. You have two points. This is, you're doing great, Daniel. I'm winning. <laughs> if I really had my shit together, it would, I mean, initially this was going to be played when there was a lot of people. Okay. Okay. Article from CNN. A two-year-old from California is the youngest American to become a member of oh, what group that is normally just for adults, I think. The Star Wars fan club. No. Mensa. Yes, that's right. Kashi. Like, is Mensa a legit organization, though? It feels like Mensa is one of those things where it's like, you're a genius if you get into Mensa. It's like, are you, though? I don't know. I'm eligible to get in based just on my... SAT scores, and I feel like, yeah. really? You're no, you're no genius. Thank you. Kasha Quest may be a two-year-old, but her skills include naming all of the elements on the periodic table, identifying all 50 states by shape and location, learning Spanish, and deciphering and patterns, two? according to her parents. She's two. And she can do all the... what is, Jesus. I know, that's crazy. That's pretty... Yeah, Owen knows pretty. colors, and I'm proud of him. Oh, yeah. But you know what he doesn't know is... He doesn't seem to get well, first of all, he calls both you and me daddy, and uh he goes, I do it, which is so cute. But then I'll say, Are you gonna do it, Owen? He goes, I do it, Owen. <laughs> he's just learning words. He's He's not in Menza, let's just yeah, say. He's, yeah. That kid ain't joining Mensa anytime soon. Um He might one day. I don't know, but is that, who cares? Well, if we want him to meet Kashi Quest, Kasha. I, I don't want her to, want him to. I don't want him to be with a smart girl. Why? You want him to follow in dad's footsteps? It's, it's, you're so much happier being with, with a dumb dumb. Trust me, I'm with a Is that, girl. but I'm not happy. No, I'm with a smart girl. Oh, I see. Explain. It's a recipe for misery. Why? Because you're always thinking about things. <laughs> and it's like, stop. Just stop thinking about stuff all the time. You mean worrying? I don't know. Just thinking. Sometimes it's just, stop having thoughts all the time. I was reading about most intelligent dog breeds and least intelligent dog breeds today. And I was thinking, and I don't know where, Cavaliers are neither most nor least. But I was thinking, do you really want a smart dog? It's sort of like you want a car that can do all sorts of stuff, but you don't really, you know, I've, I've it's heard more that's a little bit of a, you know, not really it's accurate. Not true that breeds are naturally smarter than other breeds, but um no, unless you have a farm. Yeah. Like I wouldn't get a sheep dog unless I had something for them to herd. Cuz they still have the instinct to do that. They'll be bored. Well, it's interesting because bloodhounds, basset hounds, beagles um are uh, are low on the list. Like there, there's some dum dums of the dog world, according to what I was reading, and they are scent. I don't, I don't know if Beagle is, so maybe take Beagle out of that. But the Bloodhound and Basset Hound, they're scent hounds, and they are more interested in tracing a scent than in like listening to you and being trained by you. But I don't know that that should really be Unless you considered. Talk smells. If you have incredible breath or something, then they might be interested in you. Like but- you know how they have. Sign language for people who can't hear. Um, they have Braille for people who can't see. 
I'm aware of this, yes. But do they have a language for people who can only smell? Like a scent-based language? No, but they should. I'm going to invent it, and then they'll name it after me. Do it. I just did. So I feel like it'd be real crude. Do you speak quants? Crude and is this the quants method for smelling? No, it's just uh, the quants method for communicating via smell. Yeah. Listen, Daniel. What? If there's ever been a year to make the dads in your life feel loved and appreciated on Father's Day, it's this one. I am honoring my dad. Well, I already honored him with this, but you guys can go ahead and honor your dads with this thing that I'm going to tell you about, which is one of my favorite products that has come on the show, product slash service. It is a heartfelt, sentimental gift the whole family can cherish forever. It's called StoryWorth. And every time I talk about it on the show, people get it for their family members, and then they contact me and tell me it was such a hit. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your dad, grandfather, father-in-law, every father figure in your life share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with them especially if you can't be together in person. So you sign up, um, they are sent a story prompt each week and there's a whole list of amazing story prompts and you can actually customize it. You can take out some, you can add some of your own. I went, I just chose from the ones that they had provided because I thought they were so good. Uh, and then at the end of a year, all of the stories that have been sent in or called in or ho- however uh, your gift recipient wants to, to do it uh, are collected in a beautiful hardbound book and you have a book of this person's memories. And I've shared this before, but my dad is someone who I could have sworn I have heard every single one of his dad's stories. I mean, multiple times. And yet I gave this to him and I discovered things about him that I never knew. It was really, it's really, it's really mind-blowing and it's really just it works so well it's such a powerful experience give your dad the most meaningful gift this father's day with storyworth get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash best friend you'll get ten dollars off your first purchase that's storyworth.com slash best friend for ten dollars off again storyworth.com slash best friend for ten dollars off i think it's probably time to do date d QB. But first, I okay. neglected to mention with Patreon, Patreon that if you sign up for an annual subscription, you get two months free. So if you like a deal, sign up for an annual subscription, you get 12 months for the price of 10. Also, normally at the beginning of this show, if we had a guest, I would have chatted with Tony and I would have given him the update that I've now hung out with my new friend, Mary Lynn Rice Cub, twice. Previously, it was just once. But now it's twice. Listen, I know you think I shouldn't talk publicly about it. I know you think it's thirsty. But here's the deal. You're mm-hmm. friends with me. You're friends with everyone that listens to my show. It. Yeah. It's a communal experience. She, I think she's on board for that. She's awesome, though. She's great. Uh, twice. We've hung out twice now. That's like a real friendship. Real. I think technically it is. I think it is. I think yeah. it is, yeah. yeah. All right. All right, you want me to do this? I would like to hear the beans. Yes, please. Okay. Black beans, kidney beans, pinto beans, and lima beans. Red beans, mung beans, navy beans, and fava beans. Really be nice or really be mean. It's time for Daniel's Cool Beans. 
Okay. <clears throat> Trader Joe's organic great northern beans made with sea salt. So there they were, these cans of organic great northern beans on the shelf with just two other bean types, black, three styles, and pinto. Though this critic was unfamiliar with great northern beans, organic or non, one must assume that to be placed betwixt two such popular and flavorful varieties, they must deserve their spot for a reason. <laughs> great northern beans. It's quite a name to live up to. So it was with bored anticipation that I uncanned and poured them into my heating pot. The beans were larger than anticipated. Not lima large, but not pinto pequeño either. <laughs> the broth, it must be stated, was weirdly viscous. I squinted oldly at the ingredients, which listed only organic great northern beans, water, and sea salt. Beans mucus, I grumbled. <laughs> And continued to regret my life choices. <laughs> the now warmed organic great northern beans had a subtle nose, earthy with notes of beans. <laughs> Still, I thought, there must be delight at the end of the spoon to have earned that coveted, sorry, to have earned the name and that coveted placement on Joe's Beans Shelf. <laughs> but no. I spooned them into my disappointed mouth and found nothing but barely salted blandness, the taste of dirt without all the flavor. <laughs> I mashed them desperately around my tongue, searching in vain for that moment of aha, but it was not to be. Despair set in. And I thought of Joe. Why, Joe? Why these beans? It occurred to me that you don't become Trader Joe by being a business fool. There must be many people out there who buy these who, I shuddered, enjoy these beans? <laughs> and despair turned into deep sorrow as I considered who these poor souls might be. Who could be so desperately sad that they'd take a mouth of this flavorless mash and think it good? And as I thought of this wretched, hopelessly miserable person, my <laughs> wife tried the beans. Oh, they're pretty good, she said. I give them... <laughs> One single boot. <laughs> I knew it was heading to that. <laughs> I mean, they were a little viscous. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, they did lack flavor, but you mm -hmm. felt like, oh, I'm eating beans. <laughs> it had like, a, they were filling. They definitely I mean gave say. you the sense that you were eating beans. <laughs> But there was like a weird citrusy flavor to them. And I don't know what that was. Because I thought maybe you put in some lime flavor. I had put some salt in it by the time you... So You know what You know what really brought them around? What really brought out the great northern beaniness in them? What? Take a guess. The white color? A few spritzes of I can't believe it's not butter. Yeah, just... Yeah. They looked like little fingertips. Mm, when you put it that way. They weren't good. <sighs> they weren't. They, so you didn't follow up on how they affected the, your bathroom situation. Oh, yeah. It was a mess in the toilet the next day, uh, but light flatulence. Did you, did you use Beano? I did. So Beano may have worked. Yeah. yeah so well, I gave it one poot. 
this is the lowest lowest ranked bean that you've right. tried so far, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Daniel, that was really good. Well, you know, I suffer for my art. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look up Great Northern Beans. Like, do you even know what kind of bean it is? No. They, they're, in just, the gen- they're in the genus of beans. It just claims to be its own. Oh, it's a navy bean. It's a navy bean. Yeah, that's right. That makes sense. Are navy beans always white? Sure. <laughs> Wait, no. no. Is there another name for great northern beans? Great northern beans, also called large white beans, are also larger than navy beans but smaller than cannellini beans with a flattened shape similar to lima beans they have a delicate flavor delicate. but they're under the navy bean wikipedia and by the way here's a picture of them it just looks like a bunch of tylenol yeah. or a bunch of white sure. um mike and ikes yeah i don't need to think about them anymore i'm just getting started there is there's a bug in here driving us crazy it's driving us crazy I think we did it, Daniel. Well, I mean, I hope this was a good episode for all of you good people out there. Uh, I want to make sure that... Uh, people get what they pay for? Yeah, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I value your time. Uh, that's what I want you to know. I value your time. And I value your spirit and uh, your soul. Yeah. I just, you know, the the whole the whole frustration of the kids stuff just has thrown me. I need to go meditate or something. Uh, but um, Daniel and I have been invited to a party, to an outdoor birthday party tomorrow, and I'm a little bit nervous. I'm like freaked out. You are not really, but I I'm definitely. I normally get anxious uh-huh. if there's any kind of social event on my calendar, even if it's like a good friend. Uh, I've my social anxieties. I I have it. Let's yeah. just say, yeah. Uh, but it's heightened now, right? More than normal. And this is someone we like this person a lot. Well, I don't think Daniel knows her, but we don't know them that well. So it's different than if we were going to like a party where we we know everyone. This is, we don't know everyone. I will say I've now I, had, I'll say confidently. I don't know anyone. That's right. Um, Jackie Johnson came over and we recorded something. And then the next day I saw my real life friend, Mary Lynn. And both times at the beginning, I was like, everything's happening too fast. Like I need to just take a breath. Like I still, it's weird. There's a sort of sitting across from a human being. That's not one of the people I see every single day feels intense. And like, it's going too fast. And like, I need to catch yes. my breath. I actually felt nervous. I felt anxious before Jackie came over. Yeah. The few times I've, I've been with friends and you know, also with Jackie when she was over, it's like, I am sure that I'm coming off as like so overly like, hi, <laughs> like, uh, you know, l- trying to find reasons to keep them in the room or just like a way over eager. Like I'm way too excited about, about the fact that I'm talking to friends right now. Um, I'm sure this will lessen as we get more accustomed to it. But yes. I'm just like. I'm such an eager beaver right now. Right. And we actually, I should say, I recorded an episode of, uh, a Patreon episode for Jackie's Patreon with her. Um, And 
it was there was something so nice about just it was my first in-person recording aside from recording with you and it was like oh my god we're just having a conversation and recording it yeah i mean we were actually sniffing specific perfumes but it was so different than how it can feel remote and we actually have a couple in person Alice and Rose's new best friends on the calendar it is happening yeah well uh slowly we're all going to get back into it and then realize that we had it pretty good during quarantine we might this might happen <laughs> yeah not to be your wife who's I'm always kidding, thinking but what's going on scabby joe Oh, I don't know. I get. What do you mean? You have a scat. You have. It looks like you've been picking at your wrist and your hand. No. I don't know. I just wounded myself. No one needs to hear about that. Jesus. They like to know. They want to know how. How are your nails? How is your wrist and hand? Nobody are cares. You, that's probably true, but I do. I'll tell you off, Mike. All right. Listen, you guys. Thank you so much. Well, Daniel, would you like to let them know where they can find you? Plug anything. You guys, you can find me at Twitter, Instagram, at Daniel Quants. Perfect. That's the place. And, you know, that's where I'll be. Uh, and uh, please, if you like what you're hearing, leave a nice review. It helps out the show. Make sure you're subscribed or following on whatever app you listen on. Uh, follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Cameo, etc. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time.